I'm Rebecca, and this is the Good Words Podcast. Hi, I'm Tim. Uh, glad you all could join us again, and you're still listening to our podcast after this many weeks. That's, uh, that's awesome, because we haven't recorded anything in a while. But we are still looking to try to do this, to at least try it for a year each each um, week, but um, we had to take a little bit of break as we were trying to adjust back to life here and taking a little trip home. Yep. Um, let me describe for you our little studio right now. I came in and um, my husband had put up, um, like, you know, the, the the foam mats that are on the floor <laughs> that have like all a, the letters. Like at preschool, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the letters for, like, a preschool. because yeah. we have, they all lock you know, together like puzzle pieces. A two- pieces. and three-year-old. Three um, the room is covered with those in an exciting display of improved sound. Yeah. That we're hoping to improve our sound, but it was slightly terrifying when I first walked in, I will admit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that's I think that's exactly what's going on here is I'm trying to terrify you as much as possible. Well, it's like I just put the kids to bed, and so I came in, and I was like, no, not more toys. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to try to isolate our microphones a little better, and I'm just working on improving sound quality. You know, we've got a few other steps we need to take, but I thought this would be a fun thing to try. Totally smart. I just was like sharing my experience. That's fine. Here. That's fine. I I appreciate that. <laughs> I can take a little good natured ribbing. It's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, yes. So tell me about you. Oh man, what has been going on? Um, well, I mean, you know, one of the big things I suppose is probably just uh, trying to. Uh, make my career shift into a slightly different direction. Um, I'm doing freelance web development design work. And um, yeah, so that's kind of a big challenge, like trying to get that spun up off the ground, get some billable hours in, trying to figure out all the math of how it's going to work. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of my big, I don't know, like my big challenge and my big like like time sink right now. A lot of my focus and energy goes into that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's been kind of a fun change for the family. You know, what I've liked is that you've helped me so much with it. Um, You've been helping me look for job postings and helping me uh, fill out the applications or the uh, not the applications, but the proposals and cover letters and stuff like that. So that's been fun to do that together, which I enjoy because it's fun to do. And then I don't have to feel the like rejection emotion I I am um, a writer, and so I've received so many rejection letters, and so it's quite fun to send something out and then not experience any feeling. <laughs> no anticipatory anxiety. That's good. Exactly. I, I definitely feel that when I send them out, and when you send them out for me, I feel it too. So uh, it's, it's my turn. Okay, so... Um, we've been reading a book, um, that's called, what is it called, Tim? Uh, Countercultural. No, Counterculture by David Platt. Yes. Yes. And so this book, um, we haven't quite finished it yet. We're a little over halfway through. Uh, it's a bit longer than I anticipated. Um, most of these Christian books aren't quite this long. I was a little surprised. Gotten kind of used to gotten used to like the like six chapter, seven chapter kind of topic. So this one goes on a bit further, but uh, that's okay. It's okay. He's got a lot to say, um, and it's about all these different topics. It's like a, a survey of um, a 
Christian evangelical uh, viewpoint on cultural topics. And um, the chapter we read today had a fair bit to do with marriage. So that was interesting. Yes, yes. Um, it it wasn't as interesting as one might think. Mm. Um, the two chapters before that moved me quite a bit more. But this one was definitely very, like, theoretical, which is a little difficult for me with with marriage and relational stuff because even though I'm definitely more of a theory abstract sort of person I feel like that there's a lot of trouble when one gets too far into that on relationship topics got it and so for me this chapter was a little bit of like a bummer like it didn't really um I don't know it was it was it you know it's it's all these topics that are abdicating things that our culture is maybe letting slide or the degradation of um you know certain things like same-sex marriage and um, abortion and sex trafficking and and these different issues that are very relevant in um our world today and so this one was you know just about marriage and and same-sex marriage a little bit too and you know, I think, um, I don't know, I think, I think that there, I mean, he was getting at that there was an importance to, um, to sticking to the biblical basis, right, to model it. And so I think that's really important. But there was never really that like, okay, so how, how are we doing right. that? And it's that, the same thing again, it's, a, it's about the active sacrifice and giving like that men are to love their wives by being sacrificial and with them, but it still didn't go into a lot of depth with that. Like that's a hard thing to talk about how to live that out day by day. So, yes. So I have no doubt that you would take a bullet for me. You know, that that's nothing. That's I don't know. Not even a question. Bullet? Okay. No, no, I would. I would. If I mean, there, bullets move really fast, but <laughs> it's a pretty rare circumstance. But if it's, if it's a death thing, like I know you're going to jump right. in. Right. Right. But, but I mean, yeah, the, the, what does that look like in the, the everyday world and everything is is a little bit more complex it is um but but the chapters before i mean they really hit home because Mm -hmm. one of them was about you know sex trafficking that's is taking place in nepal and so i mean that i mean we were just in nepal and we had just run into some of these same circles of people who are yeah trying to work on this stuff yeah um which is actually why we started reading the book was because someone had recommended it to us because it talked about a certain ministry in Nepal that was dealing with this stuff. Yes. So we had met that and we had met another ministry that was dealing with getting jobs and just, you know, a variety of different things happening that's happening there. Yeah. And so, um, so that hit our hearts pretty heavy, which was interesting because you'd think, Oh, well we were just there. Like it shouldn't be that shocking or disruptive to our emotional state to hear about all that stuff again. But man, it was not pleasant. I really did not realize how upset I was going to be hearing the descriptions of what was going on again. It's like it's like all of a sudden I had the capacity to feel a little bit deeper mm-hmm. about this stuff when I was when I was in Nepal, I was definitely more in like the survival mode with with the own kids and stuff, and so it was really hard for me to feel a ton about different things that were happening there. Right. And so I think like this gave us the space for me anyway, mm-hmm. to, to, to feel it instead of, um, it, it was hard to have the space to feel it while we were there. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's just very confusing. It, it really is changing my, I don't even know, like how I see myself, how I see this dream of 
being concerned for the global church and globally motivated for social justice issues that the church should be concerned about. Like those are all things, I don't know. I I saw that as part of my identity before, but now like seeing how broken I have been over the last couple of months of just coming out of this stressful travel time and then trying to connect with God on any sort of emotional level has been so hard for the last couple of months. Yes. You know, and, and that's the crazy thing. Like, like I think or here, you know, it was just three months, but I mean, seeing our kids and ourselves, like, I mean, there, there is just something very deep that happens with all of this that just, I mean, yeah, shells something. Falling apart. Right. And God uses those times when we fall apart to put us back together in a new way. Like when we were at church today, I just started bawling because I I was, you know, kind of coming in or maybe it was last night when we were reading and stuff, but just that, that realization that, um, you know, like, I, I mean, I continue to have some stomach, res, you know, some residual stomach stuff after all of this. And also, you know, I have um, physical walking limitations and everything. And, and so just that, like, heartbreak of, like, so we've felt this this on our heart for now, I don't know how many years, 2008. Eight. So, you know, in 2008 and stuff, we first started, we applied for our first mission. It's been nine thing. years. Which is crazy. And and so just coming to that that heartbreak of we may not be the frontline people. We may not be the ones that are mm. sent. And we might be. But, I mean, all this stuff is very real. And honestly, even though we knew things wouldn't change when we were going over there, there was a big part of me that still was like, well, God will make it better so we can do this. And he did help us get through it. But, but I mean, there's some very real limitations that we're having to deal with. Yeah. And that is hard. Right. That's true. And... And it's hard because I know lots of people have things and it's just like, it's hard to figure out if we can actually know like what God's real plan is for us. Like you and me, like how, is this something we're missing? Is this something that we're failing to grasp the dream or is this something where God's, you know, plan and direction for our lives really is not easy to figure out. And, and maybe we're pushing against a, a, a barrier that isn't going to move. Yeah. Which I think, you know, we are wanting to, to line up talking to some people about calling and stuff for some of this calling, re- calling like our calling or direction and sure. our lives from, from God, because I think that that is such a pressing issue and of how, I mean, what you said was, just very true with what with what we're wrestling with and so i think that will be interesting to talk to some other people about that mm-hmm. as well and, um, and apparently talk to this anonymous audience that we right right and i mean like bring them onto our podcast or whatever oh like, that's what you mean like sorry. you want to bring other people onto the podcast to talk about calling and things like that yes yes to Got be able it. to get to talk about that because i think you know each journey is kind of interesting and i feel like that's one of the the themes throughout sure. for us and sorry I didn't mean to derail us I felt like you were going in a really good direction I'm just excited to keep talking about it and okay. and I think um yeah I think you know I mean 
So I I can't remember, I don't know how much we talked in the podcast, but, you know, in 2008, the very first application that we did, that was um, when we sent it in, that was first when... To a um, missions agency <laughs> that we were like, hey, can we do a short-term trip? You know, we're young adults. And then... That was when my hips first went out, so I was unable to get out of bed and walk, and we were just devastated. We were, like, crying in a mess because... It was so confusing. Yeah, you had gotten, like, bad really fast. Like, you had had some pain, and then all of a sudden you went on a hike one time with me. And we'd done lots of hikes, but all of a sudden this hike just, like, ripped things, and, and you were injured. And so, you know, so it's been kind of it's been kind of this thing. And, and we've seen, I mean, so we know, like, that, I mean, we've had the opportunity to go to, you know, a couple different countries, a few trips. So we know yeah. that God will deliver us there and bring us when we're supposed to go. But but it's that scary moment of, like, do we get to keep going or is it going to be more over here? I mean, obviously, there's a passion for the global church, but just letting letting that go. And I don't know. And right. I think that was hard. And, and just even in this book. It was it was crazy. I don't know if it's if it's okay that I talk about this. If not, you can get rid of it. Sorry. You don't have to preface anything with See, that. With we that. can always talk okay. about it later. Okay. So in this book, it was kind of crazy because um, even how he explained how his father had passed oh, no. away, and yes. it was exactly how Tim's dad had passed away right it before the trip. It was so strip. heavy. It was so hard to read. It was very upsetting. Yeah, the author was recounting the story of his brother calling him and saying that his dad was in the hospital. And then a half hour later, anyway, that was very similar to my experience back in December when my mom called me while I was uh, away visiting in-laws and, you know, said my dad was on the way to the hospital and, and, you know, she thought it was a heart attack. And anyway, a half hour later, um, you know, I found out from my mom that my dad had passed away or he was, he was gone. And, uh, I mean, just the grief and then the, the weirdness of reading about his grief and reading him recount, you know, this author, David Platt, reading about him going through that same experience. And like, it's about all these other things that we've cared about and all these things we've been focused on and about Nepal and about things in our life that, that we've already been thinking about. And then to have the author go there and yeah. talk about the loss of his father it was just like a little too much. And, you know, and it was, it was just, it was, it was sudden. And I mean, I think that that was a little piece of Tim and I's dream of just, I mean, Tim's dad was in his fifties. And I think a little bit, we kind of felt like there would be, if we were going someplace like that, I don't know, maybe he'd visit and yeah. support and stuff because right. i mean he he's was a, like he's a worker server and yeah, a builder servant, huge servant like always was like oh how can i build how can i help what can i you know fix or take care of for you and anyway so i just he had a huge heart for service and i totally could see him coming overseas and and working in some capacity for a short-term trip so it's like there's a little bit of that loneliness and like that, that there wouldn't be that automatic mm-hmm. support thing that might happen and, and stuff. And so it's, it's just, I mean, you know, it's, it's just the pictures ever changing and, and even um, just how, I mean, another big part of Tim and I's thing is, is sharing, sharing our testimony and, um, 
you know, eight years ago or whatever, we, we both came to a pretty low point for different reasons. And, and God, um, like woke us up and, and helped us a lot and in getting closer to him. And it was at the same time in unison. And that was like so special. And, and I think, you know, even just, so it's like we want families to be able to do this together and journey through hard things yeah, together. to survive being emotionally broken, to survive grief, to survive marital stresses, and to come out the other side closer to God and, you know, ideally closer to each other. Like, that's a huge part of the dream that God's put on our hearts, right? Right. But we've seen where so few times, I mean, people are wildly out of sync with oh, grief yes. and processing and difficult and husbands things. and wives are usually wildly out of sync it's so rare to see a husband and wife who are really like trying to move at a rate that's even close to being together and so it's like we've had this thing for for families and then when we finally were were you know taking this ministry that we felt like the lord was having us lead you know we were like okay this is going to be our focus is going to be families and you know and we're going to pray and somehow these families are going to get together and you know two months later the pastor pulled the plug on it and we had to um give that up you know and and i still have hope for that one but it's it's really it's it's just such a tricky like i mean we see the beauty of what god can do with with families but with I mean, community that the church community building people up and supporting people is just amplified and accelerated when you have your family alongside you doing it too yeah and i mean that unity and sync is only a gift from god and so it's i mean there's that frustration sometimes where i'm like okay why am i not seeing that more often you know is it is it a special a special gift is it the fallen nature you know like why so it's it's just hard to bring i mean it's hard to i mean you support whatever part of the family wants help but it's hard to find people exactly like you which makes it sense. is so hard to find someone who's exactly like us and understands all the things we've been through yes but, I, mean, I don't even know where I was going. I don't know either. Weird. I mean, are we talking about like like our, our dreams? Is that what you, we're like going back and revisiting like the dreams for different ways that different dreams that God's put on our hearts over the past few years? I think so, because I mean, that's that's the thing. Like we, we've started really getting, you know, dreams from God the past nine years. So why, and so, so why is today? Why is this a good time to talk about this? Well, because like this latest dream blow of having to accept that uh, like I may not be able to in a health way go back to live in the developing world and remain healthy right and so that is crushing and so then that makes you revisit all of your steps and all of the things and how did we get here right we thought we were going one direction I see what you're saying this makes sense boy we're really processing out loud here with the microphone aren't we Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of us, isn't it? I guess so. And so that's what this is all about, oh, this boy. podcast. I thought we were going to review books. Oh. <laughs> Tim. Well, we, we should probably stop reading books then that are about Things being that genuine are going to tear and us real. 
<laughs> but we've be... learned that being genuine and real is the most fundamentally powerful thing you can do to change your life. And being genuine and real is what breaks everything apart and lets God rebuild you. So, I mean, reading books that are all about being genuine and real and breaking through that that shell that the world wraps around us, it just makes sense. It does. And that's what's so hard to have done this podcast since we got back because, I mean, until that finally broke us because it was exactly like Tim's dad's story and it was exactly, you know, some of the mission stuff. I mean, I've been trying to kill my heart so bad the last two months because it just hurts and I don't want to hear from God and I don't want to mm. feel and I'm just trying to kill it with whatever no mean thing I can. And so then to, I mean, I feel like doing a podcast then is pretty impossible. Like when you're trying to not think, think or, feel. or feel. Yeah, it'd be a pretty boring podcast because we would be not here. <laughs> or it'd be funny maybe, it but be funny. It, it wouldn't be what we're able to get to <laughs> i don't know so see the funny thing is is like i i enjoy listening to podcasts and i enjoy i, I enjoy them as entertainment i enjoy them as informative you know news and opinions and things like that and i also enjoy this like genre of podcasts that's called like two dudes talking <laughs> like, like, am i a dude <laughs> you're, you're my dude but no like that's the problem is like like we're not just two dudes talking and that's the kind of podcast I tend to just listen to, um, especially about technology and stuff like that. So I don't listen to any other podcasts that are a man and a woman, um, a husband and wife dealing with things like this that are talking about their life, talking about real things. Oh, totally. So then, then it's again. It's like, what the heck are we doing? Like, is this, no one will what listen is this? to this? <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> no one wants this. No one was asking for this. <laughs> I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> so, uh, so what? Were we, yeah, okay. <laughs> so about that soundproofing. Uh, oh man, probably shouldn't uh, invest in permanent soundproofing now. <laughs> Might not be wisest investment. Uh, I have another topic I'd like to talk about. Okay. And that is a question uh, that I hope has a really great answer. Um, it's a question about Les Mis. Les Miserables. Ooh. The um, famous, infamous, famous um, musical that is also a book by Victor Hugo, but I'm mostly talking about the musical because I haven't read the book and it sounds bananas. Um, so I think I'd rather just talk about the musical. And I really like I've seen the Broadway or the off Broadway, you know, cast doing the musical in Denver a few years ago. We went together to see that. So I kind of have that in my mind. But honestly, the movie version with Wolverine and Gladiator, that's the version that I, I probably have in my mind the most. Sure. Uh, so um wolverine is off the table but uh name an animal for each character in the cast Ooh. so if if for instance oh, if deep. if disney bought the rights to lay miz and was going to make an animated special movie um you know like the jungle book or like robin hood but it was the story of Les Mis, oh yes then what animal would they draw for each character Oh man, that's a great question. Okay, so let's let's start. Who who do we need to start with? Do we need to start with Jean Valjean? Oh yeah, we do. Okay, so he's really strong. Yeah. 
I mean, he's he's a bear. He's, he's a bear. He's mother bear. Mother mother bear. I like oh a, yeah, a female grizzly bear. Yes. Okay. He's a female grizzly bear. That's a little strange. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to go that way. Um, sort of virtuous, sort of you know, kind of kind of full of himself. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's gonna he's gonna okay. protect. You know. Okay, this makes sense. He's this kind of a bully sense. too, in some ways. A bully too. Yeah. Okay, I get okay. you. A strong, okay. strong protective instinct, mother bear, right? Yeah. Because he protects the little girl. Sort of, yes. except for when he leaves her with the crazy people, and except for the fact that he never lets her get emotionally close to him. That too, right? Is a little and bit then he tries special. to control her relationships, and yeah. And in the book, it's much worse with Mari. Well, that's with Marius. So, um, yeah. Oh, let's go to Marius. Marius. Okay, straight to Marius, the the most unlikable character. Oh yeah. Um. Well, uh, is he a weasel? Um, but he's like he's kind of like a fainting like i mean he's a romantic okay okay so like pepe le pew the skunk maybe maybe he's a skunk because like he like seriously in the book follows her around and um finds a handkerchief she had dropped sees the initials and makes up a name for her and is in love with her Oof. based on the made-up name for oh, her yikes yeah no that's that's a little obsessive and, and creepy but you see here's the thing like i thought when i was started to read it like i was like oh this romantic person like this is so cool but yeah i think it works even but in the movie gets, version but he gets super weird okay super weird super fast and so okay so we got marius he's a skunk okay we've got the bear jean valjean yes uh we need we need javert still oh yeah um, he's a tiger Oh, okay. I see that a tiger, Rawr. Shere Khan kind of a character. I mean, perfect. What yeah, what a kind bit of villain? A what kind of, of what kind of perfect animal is there? I don't know. That's a good one, though. I like it. Maybe uh, a white tiger. <laughs> <laughs> sure, like a Siegfried and Roy white tiger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, did one of them die from being attacked by his tiger? no like are you going to jungle book now <laughs> where we think the bear dies because of the tiger oh uh, you know, i don't know i guess i don't really remember all i remember is that that was a punchline in jokes in the in like the 90s and 2000s i don't really know what happened there oh interesting anyway uh, sure yeah sure. i watched a lot of jay leno monologues in the late 90s <laughs> okay and uh so i feel like that's a thing i heard okay i don't even know who sick for you are <laughs> Okay, don't worry about it. Okay. There, there are Las Vegas performers that perform with tigers. <laughs> oh, okay. Really loved their tigers. Okay, okay. It's about all I know. I'm not going to Wikipedia them right now. Okay, good, good. Uh, um, so we've got Cosette. She's like a small, feral... Cat? Raccoon? Raccoon? <laughs> a <Trash> rabbit raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, a rabid raccoon. A feral... I was thinking Eponine for the the feral raccoon. No, Eponine's more likable. She's like I like raccoons. She's super sad. She's like raccoons are sad. Pandas are sad. (laughs) Okay, sure. She's a panda, a real panda, a really lonely panda. Oh, lonely panda! (laughs) Oh, that sounds so cute. (laughs) So pathetic. (laughs) Okay, so back to Cosette. She's a rabbit. Like a feral rabbit. I don't like rabbits, so that works. Yeah, a ferret? yeah, yeah. She's kind of a ferret. Wait, no, is that the dog? Wait, I'm losing. Who's 
Because that's the daughter. Oh, of... shoot. No, the Fontaine. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, you're is thinking the... of Fontaine. Yes. That's who I'm thinking of. She's is a that. ferret. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like her because the book, like, I feel like she's even, like, dumber. I don't like her. Okay. I know I should feel pity for her. And I sound like a monster right now. She, I mean, pity is basically what she was designed for. Like, she's basically just a pity machine for the for the audience, <laughs> right? I mean, that's all she ever is. She's just a, a big pity party. But she's But you don't have scrappy. pity on her? No, because... Is she scrappy? I don't see it. Not uh, in the movie, anyway. I don't know, because she just, like... She just... Like, in the book, like... So the guy that she, like, is with, you know, like... It, it, like, the is her love or whatever you know like he's like this rich snobby guy that treats her bad and stuff and then like at they're at a restaurant like him and this group of people like his guy friends and these really poor girls are all together and so the guys are like what a funny joke let's leave them all <laughs> and then they leave them with their like two-year-old daughters and stuff and <laughs> This is still making cause or saying Fontaine be very pitiful. I still feel pity for her. I just feel like none of this is her fault. Like I don't know. Like let's turn on our brains here. I, but I mean, isn't the idea supposed to be? Aren't we supposed to assume that she's a she's a victim of her times? That she didn't have any choices. All the choices were taken away from her. She grew as a person, became better. And yes, we're supposed to assume that. But I still think that you don't have to be stupid. But she grew as a person like like she's like she's she's saving her candle wax and is like making little things for Cosette by a single candlelight, you know, and so she, it's like she's growing and giving and stuff. But she's kind of she's very sacrificial. Yeah, but that, you'd still be pitiful and be sacrificial. So she grows. So I don't know what's like a terrible thing that turns into a not terrible thing. Huh, interesting. Like a caterpillar, like a butterfly. Except a butterfly's too good, but she's like How a How long do butterflies live? Like, probably not long. Probably not long. Like, she's a moth. She's a moth. She's a moth. Okay, got it. Fontaine, moth. Yes. Okay. Now, we haven't finished Cosette yet. I was still kind of going in rabbit direction. Yeah, she is a rabbit. You should, like... The rabbit. Like, okay. you just I don't, don't like rabbits. feel... You don't feel much for when her. I see rabbits. She's just kinda... I think I wish I had a pellet gun right now. <laughs> now you sound bad. <laughs> I sound insane. <laughs> um. Yes. His his love interests are so interesting. Victor Hugo. Huh? His love interests are interesting. Sorry. Um. Victor, Victor Hugo's the, the author. Yes. The, the, the characters he writes. Right. Okay. The love that he creates between characters is very interesting okay and like okay to to switch to hunchback of notre dame oh man do we have to yeah really quick but again we can this whole thing can go okay Okay. but um definitely changed gears but in the disney cartoon like he's this lovable guy but you think that would be easy to have a relationship with him but in the book it would be a lot more challenging to have a relationship with him because he's a lot like crazier and angrier and violent definitely a bit more of an actual monster yes definitely more actual monster but you know like as a kid like like, the monster goes more than skin deep on the in the book oh yeah (laughs) yeah like he like literally has some some you know derangedness but the thing is is watching why did they i just 
still can't watching that Disney cartoon why though. Why did Disney do this? I mean, I what thought were they thinking. I thought I would end up with someone like Quasimodo. Oh my gosh! And so. I mean, what does that say about me? So it was like when I right before I went down the aisle, I was like, "Wait, what? can I marry someone that doesn't have a hunchback? I just don't know." I'm... Yeah, you don't deserve me. <laughs> you don't deserve me. I'm too. I'm too. Can I marry physically some... normal? <laughs> can I marry someone that wasn't in a bell tower that doesn't know anyone? Had else? you read the book yet at that point, or were you still just thinking no, the Disney just version? No, just the Disney cartoon. Okay. But you know, these That's were the moments right. Bad, right before the aisle. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. I'm kidding. This is no, all, I know what you were thinking right before joke. the aisle. You were thinking, where is that man? He was supposed to be here five minutes ago. I was terrified that you had left me. but um, I was around. People just weren't directing me to the right place <laughs> at the right time. I was just wandering aimlessly, being, <laughs> being ADD Tim. <laughs> I don't know. But that was all a joke. I wasn't really considering if I could marry you, you for not being a hunchback. <laughs> I, I kind of figured it was a joke. Okay. I just I wanted to be clear. That's good. That's good. Some people don't get our dry sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> we, um, we're we going to play just a short little game to, um, you know, to refine your, your thinking skills at home. And to My see, thinking skills. To see um, if you can beat Tim in this little trivia challenge. Oh, their thinking skills. All right, people, get ready. Mm-hmm. So it's this little game called Quizniac, and so I give ten clues, um, and when um, you know the answer, that's how many points you get. Okay, so should I, like, write it down when I think I have it, and then you can go all the way to the end? That way the people at home can um, keep on... Yes, but the thing is, is you can't cheat because you only get one guess. So only if get you have guess. guessed... If I see your fingers typing after you've guessed, I will chop them off. Okay. I'm not joking. Oh, that that seems intense. Hold, hold on. I'm not quite ready yet. Just, just let me Is go. that your guess? No. Because you better get your just, fingers okay. off that keypad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm ready to guess. I have I have the notepad open. I won't. Okay. I don't know what is this violence. Like in church this morning, like they were asking if you were new and and we've just been visiting this church for a couple of weeks. And I turned to Tim and I said, I will shoot you in the face if you raise your hand for us being new. <laughs> So it's an intensity, yeah. and I'm not really sure what's happening. But That's, I've heard that from you before, though. I just it's so there's washes over me. I don't even hear it. Shoot me in the face, stab you, rip your heart out. You have a little bit of, you know, a little verbal abuse. Never hurt anyone. Okay, it uh, does. Um, it does hurt deeply. Okay. Um, so clue number one. For 10 points, it generates $1.4 billion a year in sales. Okay, this is fulfilling a bucket list item for me, just to say, who would not want to be a game show host? Like, this is quite fun. Okay. Okay. Okay, one, one, it generates $1.4 billion a year in sales. Mm-hmm. It. For 10 points. It. 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 Nine. It can be produced from recycled and environmentally friendly components. I will not repeat these. Oh, for eight points, it was produced in 1879, but marketed under a private label due to the awkwardness of the topic. Oh. Seven points. 
The following items were used before production of its existence: sheep's wool, the freight end of old anchor cables, corn cobs, coconut shells, and lace. Oh, I know what it is. Hmm. If you are wait, correct, wait. you will have seven points. Uh, okay, okay. So it's seven points, and I think it is. Hold on, I'm typing it in. I Don't won't say, say it out loud. loud. I won't say it out loud. Just a sec. Just a sec. Just a sec. Um. um. Okay. S- number six. Uh, for six points, the military used it to camouflage their tanks in Saudi Arabia during the Desert Storm War. Do you still feel confident you have the correct Not answer? Not at all. Nope. It definitely went way off. Five points. It's avail- available oh, no. in a variety of colors, decorations, and textures. Oh, no. What have for, I done? For four points, on average, consumers use 8.6 units per trip, a total of 57 units per day. Oh, I know what it is now. Is this was, not what you're close. having? I was pretty close. Three. The major producers are Kimberly Clark and Procter and Gamble. For two points, typical advertising for it uses adjectives such as soft, strong, and most absorbent. <laughs> and for one point, if you don't have this one, this is a sad point, but it's still a point. It comes in one, two, and three ply. So, Tim, of course, the answer here is toilet paper. Um, but but what was your answer? Let me just uh, rotate the screen over here so you can see what I wrote. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that'll be good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, that is incorrect. Okay. Well, let's just leave that unsaid. Uh, um, no, you have to say your answer. Oh, I don't think I do. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Tim, you have to say it. Uh, well, at number seven, <laughs> I thought I was taking a risk that was educated guess i thought i was okay i should have known better why would they put this on a card this clearly would not be the thing i put tampon or sanitary napkin (laughs) no here's the thing also knowing me um that's like the least likely thing but i thought like maybe you were being super awkward and like this was like something we would have to delete but i'm like is she like messing with me like there's no way this is the one she picked right i would never pick that because toilet paper is a different kind of awkward but this i would never pick yeah but you know what? That's it's it's all it's all mind game. Oh, now I guess marriage. we have to delete this. Okay. Oh no, no, we don't. Okay. Yeah. I that was that was that was a guess there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> next week it'll be me. So that's zero so. points. Oh, I get to ask you the question next week. Right. So we'll remember that you have zero points, and oh, I'll see if be I can beat zero. Uh huh. I think it'll be quite easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.